you have to warm up and actually physically cook the steak with some heat. So actually warming up with proper warm-ups gets the blood, the oxygen pumping around. That is the equivalent to cooking the steak. Today, we will discuss why stretching is damaging, the false benefits you get from it, what actually stretching is, and what are the practices you should do instead to reduce pain, reduce injury risk, and feel great, just like you're in your prime again. And by the way, if you want to discover the five ways that you can train smarter so you can maximize your fat loss and your muscle building with just the right 30 minute workouts, go ahead and visit warrioradwisdom.com forward slash train dash smart to get access to our free video training. Okay, in this episode, guys, we're gonna be discussing why stretching is damaging, and I know this goes against conventional fitness guidance and advice, but I'm gonna give you a solution as to what you should do instead, so let's get into it. So up until my dad passed, we always had this argument, even just before he died, really, that he believed stretching was a great thing to do because he came from the old school of martial arts, so he started martial arts in the 70s, I believe, if not a little bit earlier, around about 70s. And <clears throat> that was the old school era. So it was karate, kung fu, especially in England. That was the craze back then. So it was very traditional, very old school. And stretching for long periods of time were a massive part of that training. So when I trained, and as my dad was my first martial arts teacher and instructor, Naturally, I stretched a lot. So I stretched from about four years old up until about 22, give or take, quite hard. And yes, there were small breaks in between of not stretching so hard, but typically for that long period of time, for about 18 years or so, I stretched pretty hard. From the point where we were doing uh, splits, both ways, front splits, side splits, standing against the wall, raising up legs against the wall, sideways and so on. So many different stretches, you name it. And my dad was known in, even when he used to teach in my martial arts school, let alone his, for doing what he would call warm-ups for anywhere from 45 minutes to an hour. And these tend to be cardio, strengthening, and lots of stretching as well. And then after that, you would move on to the training for another hour or so, sometimes another two hours. So it was it was pretty hardcore and pretty old school. So I 100% understand where he was coming from. So I've been through it myself, but also if you're a bit skeptical as to why I think stretching is damaging, but I've been through that side, I've done that. I've also done years and years of yoga. I did about seven or eight years of yoga. And that was whilst I was doing my uh, martial arts training with my dad for a long time. So I understand both worlds and as a result, why I believe stretching is damaging. So let's get into the details now. So one, one big shift happened. What happened was when I started Fit Roots, which is where we house the Modern Warrior Transformation and how we help dads now, this was around 2015. And I started seeing when I was teaching students personally in, in person for personal training, and then with the martial arts school, and then also online as I developed my knowledge and my understanding, and also my experience that stretching was actually damaging people. It was actually damaging students, but it took me a while to come to this conclusion. I had to go through many learnings to get there. And that's what I want to share with you today. So I saw, to be clear, I had lots of damage. I saw lots of damage from stretching, but at first it wasn't very clear. And this is what you might be thinking. Well, it's not actually that clear that stretching leads to these damages, but I'll explain why now and what to do instead. So first of all, let's discuss what stretching actually is. So in its most simplest sense, stretching is taking a limb, a muscle, a set of muscles, through an extended range of motion. For example, if I'm stretching my arm out here, I'm gonna straighten it, that's a stretch. Even if it doesn't feel like a stretch, I'm stretching my arm out. 
Obviously, when you're doing stretching as a form of exercise or to reduce pain or injury, then you tend to take the muscle or group of muscles beyond their natural range of movement. So let's say, imagine I'm, trying to, I'm standing up straight, I'm trying to touch my toes, and maybe the finger, edge of my fingertips or tip of my fingertips can only reach my knees naturally. But through some conscious effort, maybe if I push myself, I put myself maybe in not the best position, oh, I can reach my toes or just about. Now, this is not what we want to do and I'll explain why. So many people believe the benefits of stretching come in many ways and ranges from reducing injury risk to feeling better, to feeling quote unquote looser, more relaxed and all these other things. But we can get to these same results without the damage. So I'm gonna explain the mechanism now that leads to that. So before we get into that, let's get into the different types of stretching. So there's mainly four types. There's static, there's dynamic, there's what's called PNF, and there's active stretching. So let's go through each of them now. So static is like the example I mentioned earlier about uh, bending over, reaching towards your toes, and just holding the stretch. That is static. Dynamic is, let's say I'm throwing a front kick in the air, and as a result, it's a movement, which means that I'm stretching the set of muscles or muscles, and it is a stretch, but just not a static one. So dynamic just means it's moving. Then PNF, this is an acronym which just stands for proprioceptive neuromuscular facilitation. So it's a complex word which, or set of words, which just means, let's say I'm trying to do a splits, a side splits. Now I get to my maximum level in my splits. Let's say it's at this angle if you're watching here. And let's say, all right, I increase the tension in my muscles. So I squeeze, squeeze, squeeze and then I relax. And what happens is the body allows you to just go a little bit further. So I squeeze, I relax, I go further, squeeze, relax, and go further. So this is basically tricking your mind to go deeper into a stretch because you're sending a signal by squeezing that it's okay and when it relaxes, it goes beyond the natural level of the stretch and natural level of relaxation and you can go deeper. So it's a trick. Does it work to increase flexibility? Yes, it definitely does. It's one of the fastest ways to get more flexible. But again, it's damaging. And in fact, even though it's faster, because stretching itself is damaging, if you look at it from this viewpoint, it actually makes it worse. So you get to your end goal faster, but you get to the damage faster as well. And then an active stretch is almost like a mix between a static and a dynamic. So you're there, for example, you may reach down towards your toes and you may hold, squeeze, but just push a little bit further as well and that is more of an active stretch. So let's move on now, now we've discussed the types of stretching. So you're told that you need to stretch as part of your training and exercise program, but typically it's in addition to, not instead of, unless you're doing something like yoga. But this is just not true. And what we want to focus on understanding here is that when you stretch and you feel good, that is the feedback loop that tells you in your mind, oh, stretching must be good for me because afterwards I feel good. But that is not, the right way to look at it because if it just makes you feel good but in the long term it gives you injuries and problems and movement dysfunctions uh, biomechanical issues which is how you move and if you don't move well then guess what your posture is not good your flexibility is all out of whack and so on so we need to find that balance and stretching is not the balance now to explain why stretching is damaging i'm going to give you this analogy just using two imaginary elastic bands so imagine i have an elastic band and I have another in my other hand. What I do is I tie them together and I make a knot in the middle. So you can imagine this, there's one elastic band on one side, one another. I tie them together, there's a knot. 
Now, as I pull it either side, what happens to the knot? The knot in the middle tightens up. That is effectively what stretching is. You're not getting rid of the knot in the middle. You are just lengthening the muscles either side of the knot itself, which does not get rid of the knot. Therefore, what are you doing? Those lengthened muscles are going beyond their natural range of motion and the knot in the middle is getting tighter, leading to the false perception that you're getting rid of the knots, but your muscles are just elongating instead. So instead of stretching, what you need to do is MFR, which is just short for myofascial release, which is effectively just a fancy word for self-massage using a few tools and strategies. And we'll be covering this in next week's episode, so make sure you tune in for that because it will cover too much detail to be done in one episode today. So make sure you come in and you come in with the understanding that you've gone through the learnings here in this episode about why stretching is damaging. Then you'll understand, all right, well, now I know why it's damaging. Here's what I can do instead. Let's focus on MFR going forwards. And just a quick point on the, the need or the desire to stretch. This need or perceived need to stretch is actually a dysfunctional pattern from dysfunctional training methodologies like CrossFit, bootcamp, bodybuilding, yoga, cycling, and so on. And also dysfunctional lifestyles and specifically modernized, westernized lifestyles, meaning that we move less and we eat more, we become more stiff and more fat. Yes, I mentioned that MFR or myofascial release is part of the solution, but the other big part of the solution is doing the right training. For example, if you practice martial arts or kickboxing like I specialize in, you actually stretch as part of the movements. Guess what? When I throw that cross, I'm rotating, I'm pushing and pulling. I'm really stretching, but most people don't think, oh, I'm stretching with a punch. So let's use a kick as an example. Let's say I throw an axe kick as well. I throw it up, my leg up, and I chop it down just like an axe, hence the name. And that's really one of the most flexible mobile kicks that there is. And for context, I can still do super high axe kicks as I used to, even though it's above my head, almost vertical, uh, even though I don't stretch anymore. So if I didn't stretch and stretching worked, then theoretically and practically, I shouldn't be able to do the axe kick to the same height now as I used to because I don't stretch anymore and haven't done so for the last 10 years or so. So it doesn't add up, even if I just use myself anecdotally as part of the example. So let's go back to the axe kick. When you use the axe kick, guess what? I'm really stretching loads of different things there. So as part of the movement, I'm stretching. So therefore I don't need to stretch as long as I move correctly and my body, my posture, my biomechanics or movement patterns are all set up in the right way. And just to add to this, isolated or static stretching, like touching your toes, doing the splits and all these other static isolated examples of stretching, all it allows you to do is to just get deeper into that stretch and that motion itself. And you have to think about reality is that we move in three dimensions. We don't move in this two-dimensional robotic world. We move in three dimensions, meaning that we have to be able to move left and right. We have to rotate, we have to push and pull, we have to propel, we have to move ourselves forwards. We need to jump, we need to climb and so on. So that means the movement by its nature is very dynamic. It's not a static thing. So you don't need passive, or some people call passive ranges of motion, meaning where you're passively standing there stretching. That's not what you need. You need the right range of motion in dynamic movement. And that's what real life training and movement allows you to do. So focus on getting better at that, and then you won't need to stretch at all. So there are actually a few objections that I get from people when it comes to, oh, well, 
I've always been told stretching is good. Even if I explain all this, or maybe you, you might listen to this podcast, say, oh, I still don't, I still don't believe it, or I'm still not sure. And one of the main reasons I touched on earlier is that, oh, it feels good. And remember, it may feel good temporarily whilst you're doing it, but the laxity that you acquire as a part of stretching means that you pay the price later on. Hey, today's episode is brought to you by FitRoots, where we help dads just like you to build a warrior's physique and create a zen work-life balance so you can ultimately lead your family by example. To begin your transformation with us, go ahead and visit warriordadwisdom.com forward slash start and join us today. And just a reminder to visit warriordadwisdom.com forward slash train dash smart to get access to the free five ways to train smarter webinar so you can maximize your muscle building with the right 30 minute workouts. Now let's get back to the episode. And now what you're seeing as well is a lot of, for example, uh, even martial arts, but especially in uh, worlds like yoga, where people are getting hip replacements, knee replacements, shoulder replacements, and so on. Why do these people need said surgeries if they are really adamant practitioners of something like yoga? And again, I used to do yoga, I used to really believe in it. The mental breathing meditative side is a bit hard to argue with that, but the physical poses, the asanas, is another story. It's excessive, not needed. And even I was told by many, including my yoga teacher, that the purpose of the physical asanas in yoga is more so that you can just meditate for longer. So you can sit in that meditative position and actually just meditate for longer periods of time without the body disrupting you and interrupting your meditative state. So if that's the case, then really the purpose of yoga is to get deeper into that meditative and spiritual state and not to be so focused on the asanas and the physical movements themselves. So if it feels good, what can you do instead? Remember, we can do the MFR, the myofascial release, which we'll be covering in detail next week. And the other main objection that people get is, oh, it's needed to warm up. So stretching, they say, is needed to warm up. And again, I used to believe this, like the example with my dad in training, we used to stretch. Just the stretching part of that uh, 45 minutes to an hour was maybe 20 minutes or so very easily. So it was hard. And then we used to even stretch afterwards sometimes as well. And then in my own time, so it was a heck of a lot of stretching. But what I want you to think about is how the body actually warms up. The body warms up by doing the movements. For example, let's say I'm doing a, a martial arts kickboxing session. I don't need to go 100% speed in my first round, but I might do a few warm-up rounds. I go through the motions. I go through the movements. If I'm kicking, I kick a little bit lower than I usually do. And then I work my way up to full range once I know and I've got the signals from my body that I'm quote unquote warmed up. And this is the way to do it is to get the blood and the oxygen pumping around the body to the muscles that need all of this blood, this oxygen to fire off properly, to get into that ready state. We raise our temperature, we bring the sweating up a little bit. Okay, cool. Once you've got those signals, you know, it's not a logical thing, just intuitively, you know, yeah, I feel good. I'm ready to go full speed. That's the feeling and the vibe you want to get into when it comes to your training. And you don't want to focus on, oh, I need to do X, Y, and Z stretching routine before I actually am ready to participate. Because that means as well, typically what I found is those guys who need to do that are the ones who find, who tend to get injured first as well, because they are the ones who have to go through such a strict and rigid protocol or time of stretching to release, to move around a little bit. You're just better off having better movement patterns so you're always ready. You always should be ready. And another way of looking at this is imagine you're trying to cook a steak by pulling on it. Are you stretching? You're pulling on the little bits of the steak. All right, cool. 10 minutes later, it should be cooked now. No, 
you have to warm up and actually physically cook the steak with some heat. So actually warming up with proper warm-ups gets the blood, the oxygen pumping around. That is the equivalent to cooking the steak. And one more thing about stretching itself is that stretching is good for one thing and one thing only. It's good for stretching. So if you want to be good and get good at stretching, for example, you do yoga and you must, you feel like you must be good at yoga. You don't care about the damage it does, the dysfunctions that it creates in your body, the potential issues and injuries and surgeries you may have later. Cool. And you still know that in your mind and you do it and you consciously decide to do so. Then you know that you're only getting good at stretching for stretching's sake. Then you go ahead. But the ironic thing about stretching is that you have to keep doing it continuously to maintain any genuine level of stretching. So right now I have to admit, and it's okay because I've stopped doing it for about 10 years, I can't do anything like the splits anymore. But I realize oh, I don't need to do it anymore. Now I can do not much, more than the average person, but not a huge amount more. Because I've gone now to the limit that my body requires. It doesn't need to go anymore. And in fact, from so many years of stretching, I've actually got hyper-extended uh, extended joints and uh, lack of stability in certain joints and muscles and so on that I, I am actually correcting as part of my training so that I can move more fluidly, reduce my injury risk and so on. So it's actually a never-ending process that you want to focus on is that you get better by optimizing your body. And once you're there, you've got, you've got much more to do. I've got more, you've got more, everyone can do more. Even athletes, fighters, they all go for that 0.01% gain each day, each week and so on. And that adds up over time. So the key message I want you to take away is that if you learn how to move correctly, if you reprogram your body to move correctly without dysfunction, without pain, without bad movement patterns, then you just won't need to stretch at all. And you'll have gotten rid of that need to just get into a stretch to feel good. Instead, your body will feel amazing just by default instead. And lastly, I'll wrap this up with a little bit of the insights or science behind stretching. Stretching is, it just activates the stretch reflex. So this means that, for example, it's just a muscle contraction in relation to my stretching. So I mentioned earlier about touching your toes to the ground. Which muscle do you believe activates the most to stop you from going down there? Well, typically it's people's hamstrings, sometimes their lower back as well, which is obviously connected to the hamstring too. But it is mostly the hamstrings. So you want to think, all right, well, what's going to happen there? To actually stretch, you need to send the signal to your brain to stop the hamstrings from activating so hard, and then you can get deeper into the stretch. So that is basically all that stretching is from a neurological, physiological point of view. And lastly, to say to that, okay. And lastly, to add to that, with stretching, it doesn't actually change the signals that are being sent to your nervous system, it just tells them that there's something to be read there. And as a result, your muscles, they still end up staying tight. They're not magically released. And this is where MFR comes in. So next week we'll be going through the exact protocol and what you need to do. But for the meantime, here's a few things you can focus on instead of stretching. So these are some simple action steps that you can take. The first one is just stop stretching. I'm not gonna explain any more than that. We've gone into it in great detail. Just stop stretching. And instead, what I want you to do is move the body more by da daily, by walking, hiking, playing with the kids, playing with your wife, doing whatever you want to do, just move more. Have a negative energy balance, especially if you're looking to lose fat and drop weight. Make sure, for example, you bring in 2,000 calories, you eat it, make sure you're spending two and a half, three thousand. 3,000. In that sense, it's not rocket science, but obviously how you train is very key. But the first thing you can do is just move more, walk more, move more, play more, and you'll lose more. Next. I want you to identify and note down, so make sure you write down the key areas which are causing you tightness, pain, injuries that are pulling excessively in one direction or another and make a 
literal note of these because we need to address these next week when we go into the MFR detail. Now, once you've got these areas down, what I want you to do is to start massaging them. So say it's my, my upper chest here, uh, my pec minor, which happens a lot. So the pec minor is where the, the chest joins to the front deltoid, which is the shoulder. That tends to get really tight for a lot of guys and brings you into this forward rounded posture. Start massaging with your hands. Get someone else to do it for you. Massage is gonna be the key technique we'll be using next week. But for now, just start experiments, see how you feel. And then I want you to think and also note down the key reasons why you think you have tightness in those areas. So I'll take the area again, or if I think I have tightness here, or is it because I sit down too much and I'm leaning forwards at the desk all day? I'm not sitting in a proper posture. Is it because I just have too much tightness there and it keeps pulling me there and I can't get it out? Is it when I get stressed, I, I get tense? Whatever that trigger, internally, externally, environmentally, and so on is, try and make a note of the multiple triggers that you have for each tightness and painful area in your body. So next week, I'm looking forward to sharing the MFR protocol with you that me and my students use because it's been such a game changer, uh, not just for my students, but also me personally as well. And it's one of the biggest things that helps to reduce pain, injury risk, even increases confidence, libido, your posture, your energy, your circulation, blood flow. And once you get out of this position and you release all the tension, excess tension and tightness in the body, you realize how much more potential you have for even building muscle and dropping fat too, because those who do MFR properly, if they're overweight, they got too much fat on the body, they tend to lose the weight and the fat faster. And we'll get into that next week. But if you're already fairly lean, you just want to build some muscle, you want to get in better shape, learn to fight and defend yourself, then this is better too, because you can train harder, recover faster, and then you build everything faster, including your skill set. So next week we get into that, I'm looking forward to sharing it with you. And that is it for why stretching is damaging. I know it's a hard pill to swallow, but take it, take the learnings and the teachings from today, try it, go through next week's episode, and then you'll understand exactly how to overcome any tightness or pain in the body. Thank you for listening to this episode of Warrior Dad Wisdom. Can you find one dad you think this would add value to and share it with them? I'd really appreciate it as it grows the show. However, more importantly, it helps you to add value to those that you care about. And if you have any questions, don't forget to follow me and message me on Instagram at Coach Aiden Lee. And all links for this episode are in the show notes below. And remember, it's time to regain balance and to maintain order, my fellow warriors.